Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there guys, my name's Ben and along with my wife Lynn, we have the real privilege of leading Global Church in London. You know, whether you're listening to this on YouTube via the the Global Church online service or you're listening on Spotify through the podcast, you've made a brilliant decision to tune in today. Today's message is another one that I'm really excited about. It's uh, building on last week. Last week, I took it from Matthew 6, 25 to 33. It's all about not worrying. Do not worry about what you eat or drink or wear, but instead seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all the things you need will be added to you. And today I'm building on that. Today's talk is called Look Out and uh, I'm basing it around, again, another really well-known story. It's the story of the woman at the well who meets Jesus and it's taken from John 4. So I'm going to pick it up at verse 9. It says, the Samaritan woman said to him, Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to do, uh, to, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well to drink from himself, as did, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will become thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back to the well to draw more water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right. And when you you say you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Wow. Just at that point, the disciples returned. They'd gone off to to find food. uh, I think it was lunchtime. And were surprised to find him talking with a woman. You see, this was outside of the normal social dynamics. Um... But no one asked, (laughs) what do you want or why are you talking with her? So they've clocked it, 
but no one's saying anything. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They then came out of the town and made their way towards him. I'm going to skip forward to verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him, Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. He's told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed for two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. This is a really powerful story because we see here Jesus breaking all the social and cultural rules, cutting through the religious norms of the day where Jews and Samaritans just could not uh, and should not in those rules mix. And the disciples see it in the story. They're looking and they're a bit like, Jesus, what are you doing? The thing is, he's cutting through all the man-made rules. He's not cutting through God's rules, but he's cutting through those cultural, religious rules that have been set in. He's breaking through those divides. What's he doing? He's reaching out to this woman. He's inconveniencing himself for the woman. The disciples are out getting lunch and while he's waiting, he's seen an opportunity to connect with somebody. You know what? When was the last time that you went out of your way, you inconvenienced yourself to connect with somebody, to reconnect with somebody? The first point that I've got today is look in. When Jesus first engaged with this woman, he already knew all about her. He knew everything there was to know. He, when he says in verse 16, go and call your husband and then come back, she replies, I have no husband. And Jesus says, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five and the man you're with now is not your husband. Jesus knew her situation completely. He knew her past. He knew that she'd have had a reputation um, in that town. What I love about this story is although he knows all of that, he doesn't condemn her. Romans 8 verse 1 says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In the Amplified Version it says, therefore there is no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those in Christ Jesus who believe in him as personal Lord and Saviour. You see, in Christ, there is no condemnation. In Christ, there is freedom and forgiveness. And uh, I love that. I love that. What about you today? Do you know the freedom, the forgiveness, the freedom from guilt, the freedom from the past that comes through knowing Jesus? You see, God isn't just in the business of rescuing people, but he's in the business of restoring people, rebuilding 
people. A lot of the time, the church is referred to as a, as a lifeboat, where, where we'll pull people in and, you know, it's like God will wrap a nice warm blanket around you and give you some hot chocolate and say, don't worry, you know, just, just you're safe now. You can just stay nice and cosy and warm until we get to eternity. But instead, I look at the church not as a lifeboat, but as a battleship. It's out. It's, it's on the waves of life. When the wind and the waves of life crash against it, you know what? We're there right in the middle of it. Yes, like, like any battleships, we've got a sick bay where people can go and they can get patched up and they can get, they can get fixed up, ready to go again. But once, once you're fixed up, my goodness, we are back out there, back living life. And, uh, and not just living a great life, but also pointing people back to Jesus. God rescues us, restores us, and then sends us back out. Here's the thing about this story. You know, Jesus knows all about you. He knows all about me. He knows your good points. He knows your bad points. Now, I mean, when it comes to good points, obviously we don't often mind people knowing our good points. We're normally quite happy to share our good points, you know, what we're good at, what are our strengths. It's the other stuff that we're less keen on people knowing. It's, it's where we know we're not strong or where we know we've made a mistake. And, uh, and yes, you know, sometimes it's like going into a job interview and they say, tell me a strength and a weakness. And you go, oh, strength. I'm a really hard worker. Oh, weakness. Oh, sometimes I can just work a bit too hard, get too dedicated to the job. And you think, come on now, be honest. But the thing is, Jesus knows every part of us. He knows the parts that we don't like or that we're not proud of. And he doesn't condemn you. He doesn't condemn me. He accepts us just as we are. Just like this woman, he accepts her just as she is. The religious leaders of the day would have rejected her. You know, she was dirty. She was sinful. She's not keeping God's law. She's not doing the right thing. The thing is, Jesus is not about religion. Jesus is about relationship. The moral people would have rejected her. They'd have disapproved of her lifestyle, of how she, she's conducted herself. They'd have disapproved of her past. But here's the point. You are not your morality. It's, it's separate. Who you are and how you live is separate. And Jesus accepts you. And what's amazing is when he accepts you, and when you accept him, you get a new morality, a new freedom, a new way of living. 2 Corinthians 5.17 in the New King James Version says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Christ, we all become new creations. We get a new hope. 
We get new desires and dreams. We have a new way of living, a new outlook on things. Ultimately, we have a brand new life and it's amazing. We go from being born below, born from our parents, to being born from above, born from God. We get born again. It's a brand new start when you accept Jesus. You know, I remember being invited to church years ago. I was 18 and uh, uh, a good friend of mine, for those in Global Church in York, you'll know Sam Ross, uh, invited me to church. And, uh, and I'm like, I've seen church. I've seen songs of praise. I, I understand what church is and I'm not really... I'm not really interested in that. That's not really what I'm looking for. That's not really what I'm after. But eventually, um, I, I did. I, I went along. And you know what? I was amazed. I was amazed when I met people in the church and they were normal. They were just like me, except they had a faith. They had a faith in Jesus. They had a hope. They had a joy um, and I didn't have that. So I looked and I saw these people. They were same, same, but different. But that difference looked amazing. That difference was joy and hope. And I was like, I want that. How do I get that? You know what? I finally responded at the end of a message, a bit like we do on these every week where we say a prayer and you can respond to the prayer wherever you are. And I, I responded and I asked, I asked God, I was like, if you're real, if you're really there, then become real to me. And you know what? It was a bit like going from a black and white TV to, to a 4K HD full colour TV. Um, it was like going from a Nokia 3210 to an iPhone. I'm trying to get all the, all the ages in. It was like going from a horse and cart to a Ferrari, okay? It just, it was transformational. It, there was an impact through accepting Jesus. And you know what? Across all the churches in Global, we are full of people who have been restored where, uh, and, and rebuilt, whether it's their relationships, whether it's their family, whether it's their their physical or mental health, whether it's past hurts that have been healed, wherever people encounter Jesus, they are impacted. What about you? Just like the woman at the well, will you be open to accepting Jesus? Will you be open to trusting him, allowing him to restore you to rebuild you and to give you a fresh start. My second point is look out. So we first look in, we acknowledge where we're at, where we are, and and we trust Jesus with that. But then we look out. Verse 28, back to the story, it says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be 
the Messiah. They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Skipping to 29, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know this man really is the saviour of the world. What did she do when she was impacted by Jesus? She went and told others. She went and told her friends, her community, the people that she was, she was doing life with. And you can imagine it, can't you? You know, I mean, she's there, she's, she's speaking to Jesus and she's running into the town. And the verse says that she's in such a hurry to tell people about who she's just met. She leaves the water jar at the well, the very thing that she's gone to the well to do, she's left it there. But she's gone and she's told them. And then she says to them, <laughs> she says, I've met a man. And they're like, another? <laughs> Again? And I wonder about the guy that she's with now. If she's like, if he's like, you've, you've what? You've met another fella. I don't know whether he's going to go have fisticuffs with Jesus. But, um, but what's powerful here is it's her testimony. She uses her testimony when speaking to others. You know what? When you encounter Jesus, there's something powerful about sharing that with other people. Because people can argue. You can argue theology and philosophy and you can argue about thoughts and opinions but when it comes to personal experience that's powerful and no one can argue with that no one can argue with your personal experience I have loads of friends and some like church and some don't and some believe in Jesus and some don't and that's fine and you know if I talk to them about about the bible they probably get quite bored but when they ask about why we've moved to London and what we're doing and why we're seeing success and in jobs and we're seeing breakthroughs and we pray for things for them and they happen. They're like, that's amazing. I'm like, yes, they'll, they'll believe in, in my uh, kind of my experience, even if they don't yet believe in Jesus. And so testimony is so powerful. Here she used her testimony. She used her personal encounter. That's what she shared. And you know what? Whenever people encounter Jesus, they are impacted. There is always an impact when you encounter Jesus. This was a positive impact. But there's another example in the Bible which isn't so positive. It's the story of the rich young ruler and you can read about it in in Mark's gospel. Um, but I'll summarise it. The rich young ruler goes to Jesus and says, what do I need to do to follow you? And so Jesus tells him. Jesus says, well, you're, you're rich, you love money, you know, kind of sell your possessions, give all your money away, kind of get rid of that, kind of, you know, that God in your life, and then come follow me. But the rich young ruler says no. It says no. And he turns Jesus down. And the thing with Jesus is 
it's always a yes or no. It's black and white. It's a choice between in or out, and ultimately it's a choice between life and death. And it's a choice that we all get to make. Jesus makes the offer, an unconditional offer, to all and any and everyone. And then it's up to me and to you to choose. In Mark's Gospel, it says that Jesus looked at him, the rich and ruler, and loved him. And that's a word for someone today. Jesus looks at you and loves you, just as you are. He looks at you and he loves you. And he says, come follow me. The rich and ruler said no. And it says that he walked away sad. And Jesus, although Jesus loved him, he didn't chase him. He heard his answer and he didn't chase him. And I'm going to speak to the church for a second and say there are some people who you've, you've invited to church, you've offered them Jesus and they've said no and you're chasing them. And Jesus doesn't chase, so stop chasing. Once someone's made their decision, stop chasing. All we can do is offer. Jesus offers and then he allows you to live with your decision. So what's your decision today? The woman at the well said yes. She said yes, and then she went and told the whole town and brought the whole town out to come and meet Jesus. And then so many more also said yes. It's amazing. What she did is what we're all supposed to do. It's the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Go into all the world, Jesus said, and make disciples. Go into all the world, go into, go do the school run, go into the office, go into where you work, go to your sports team, make them the offer, make disciples, then baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. If you've not been baptised, get baptised. Lockdown is no excuse for a day trip to, the, to not have a day trip to the seaside. Do you know what I mean? So go and get baptised. That is our mission as a church. We make disciples, we plant churches and we reach cities. We're doing it in the UK. We're doing it over in Africa and we're wanting to do it all over the world. You know, this is what brought myself and my wife Lynn to London to plant a church. And last week I was saying we've tripled in lockdown, tripled from a brand new kind of baby church plant, we have tripled in the last 18 months. It is incredible. And if you want to church plant, get in touch with us and join the adventure. Jesus stayed in the town two extra days. He hadn't planned to, but the town asked him to stay and he changed his plans. God Almighty changed his plans because people were open. How open are you? Are you open to being renewed and restored? Because if you are, all you need to do is put your trust in Jesus, just like the woman at the well. 
It's incredible. Going back to the story for one last time, Jesus stayed because they were open. They asked him to and he stayed. God Almighty changed his plans and stayed in that town two extra days. Jesus stays where he's welcomed. Jesus stays where people are open to him. Are you open to him today? Have you welcomed him into your life? I'm going to say a prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, I'd invite you to say it with me. Say it with me and welcome Jesus in so that he can give you that brand new, fresh start. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for sending him to live a perfect life, to die on a cross and to rise again three days later, all to pay the price for my life. Right now, I put my trust and my faith in him and I welcome him in to transform my life. I accept a new life, my God-given life from you with a new hope and a new confidence to go out and to reach others and to build with them and point them towards you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what, guys? That's it from me this week. I, uh, I hope that you've really got something from that and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 